This is Bo Buchanan, Arizona Lodge number two, and I'm here speaking on the level with Bill Robertson. Bill, why don't we start out, give me your full name, the name of your home Blue Lodge, and any offices or titles you have connected to that lodge. Well, the name is, full first full name is Wilbur Edward Robertson, and uh, <clears throat> I hailed from El Paso number 13 in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And were you, did you have any officer positions or titles there? No, I really wasn't there long enough. I got transferred out. And what is uh, what is your home Blue Lodge now then? Where are you? <clears throat> well, when I left Colorado Springs, I moved to Tempe and I joined uh, Tempe Lodge number 15. Transferred my membership down there. Which is no longer here, right? Which well, is no longer here. It's been twice removed. And uh, today I'm speaking to you at the Grand Lodge office, and your your title with the Grand Lodge is what? Grand Secretary. Grand Secretary, okay. And uh, so do you have a, a Blue Lodge you regularly uh, visit? Or oh, yeah, yeah. I'm a perpetual member of uh, Oriental Lodge number 20. Oh, okay. You're All right, I was down there yesterday. Okay, perpetual member of Oriental Lodge number 20, okay. And uh, <clears throat> how long have you been a Mason, and where were you raised? I was raised uh, January 17th, uh, 1969, I believe, in Colorado Springs. You even know the date. Wow. So 1969. So have you hit, you haven't hit your 50-year mark yet. No. You're, you're close. 19. Got to go to 2019. 2019. Okay. You're very close. 2016. <laughs> so that'll be exciting. So, do you remember when you first heard of this thing called Freemasonry? Oh, yeah, because I can remember my dad leaving the ranch and going downtown and going to Masonry. Your dad was a Mason? Just really didn't understand what he was doing, but... Uh, you knew there was this Masonry thing and your dad yeah, had it? Yeah. Did you ever do, were there any other family events you attended or demolay or anything no. like that? No. Okay. So when was it that you started getting interested in Freemasonry? Well, while I was working in NORAD, uh, working evenings, I was a supervisor. NORAD, the big mountain. Well, it wasn't a mountain yet. Oh, it wasn't a mountain yet. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I worked with the, uh, that time it was AT&T I worked for, and I, Mountain States was also there, and both of us would be working, and he was a Mason. He was a past master of El Paso 13, and we got to talking about it. And uh, one day he happened to come in, and he says, I got this piece of paper I want you to fill out, which was a petition. How long did you guys talk before he brought you that petition? Oh, I don't know. He... Uh, a year, a few months? Uh, no, nah, it was less than a year. Less than a year, okay. Because we, uh, we would talk a little bit about it, because I wasn't one, you know. Conversations would be a little a little slow. So he brought you that petition. Did you fill it out? Yeah, I did. Did you turn it in? Did you get back to your right then and there? No. No? Okay. No, I took it home, thought about it, filled it out. How long did it take for you to get it back to him? Oh, I don't really remember. I just remember. Okay, I got to come up with this money. <laughs> yeah, you're right with money. How much money you got? 
Mm-hmm. So you you joined, so, so you returned it pretty quickly though, it sounds Yeah, it wasn't too long. Yeah. Wasn't too long. And then uh, when did when did you start going to lodge? When did you start to, you were, so you were at working at NORAD, so that was in uh, Wyoming? Where's NORAD? I forget. Colorado Springs. Colorado Springs. So did you go to a lodge in Colorado Springs then? Well, yeah, I went to El Paso 13 when I became a member, and that's where I took my degrees. Okay, so you went to El Paso 13. Is that where this guy belonged? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, in Colorado Springs. In Colorado, yeah, that El Paso name of the lodge, El Paso in Colorado Springs. Yeah, it was El Paso counties, but it was named after. Okay, El Paso County, okay. So what was it uh, that, that made you decide you wanted to sign up um, and spend the money? I mean, what was it that was interesting you? Well, because he made it sound real interesting, and we just talked about it. What was interesting? Oh, I don't remember all the conversations, but you know, he uh, he make it sound like that's a good organization to belong to. Okay. You know, and a lot of things he couldn't talk about, but you know, right. he, yeah. Now, did you go through any chairs or offices or anything at El, at El Paso Lunch? No, because I was only. Uh, Probably a member there for a little less than a year when I got transferred out. Oh, to where? Back to Phoenix. Back to Phoenix, okay. So then you came here and you joined uh, Tempe Lodge. Yeah, because I lived in Tempe. Lived in Tempe, okay. I looked at, looked at the surrounding lodges and ended up at Tempe. And how long were you a member there? Uh, I joined them probably in... Seventy-one. Uh, you remember there? No, I was. That actually was later than seventy-one. You remember until that lodge closed? Yeah. Well, are you looking up your own membership records? <laughs> yeah. The privilege of being secretary. He can look up his own information. In 1976, it was June of 76 is when I, so it's when I was, joined them. There was quite a gap there from when you moved from Colorado Springs to here. You didn't go to the lodge right away. No. Well, I was, my travels took me out of town a lot, and I did visit lodges. You visited, but you just didn't join one. Right. Okay. Finally, I come along and see. So then you joined Tempe. How long were you a member there? Well, we would become Thunderbird 15. Oh, you merged with Thunderbird 15? Yeah, we merged. Oh, okay. And uh, then when they merged with uh, Chandler 34 and become Chandler 15, I said, you know, I'm so far away from my original lodge of 15. I was a member of Oriental 20. I joined that as a dual member. Okay. And... uh, before I retired, I'd give them my perpetual, and Tempe just seemed like it wasn't, or 15 just wasn't going anywhere. It wasn't going anywhere. It got merged. So I really wasn't, didn't particularly care about 
give them a perpetual. So when uh, so you you moved your membership over to Oriental, were you active at Oriental much or no? Oh yeah, I, well I don't have enough, haven't done any options because I was a past master. So that's so where were you a master? Tempe. Oh, you were master of Tempe. Yeah. I've become master there in 1981. 81, okay. Master for uh, one year, two years? Well, just a year. Just a year, okay. So you're a past master. So you, when you went to Oriental, you didn't you didn't go through the chairs there because you were already a past master. Um, when did you become involved with the Grand Lodge? When I retired in 2001. 2001. And what did you do? How did you first get involved here? Grand Secretary at that time says, you haven't got anything to do, come work for me. <laughs> now, who's the Grand Secretary at that time? George Stabline. George Stabline, okay. So you came to work I knew for him. him. I knew him through Job's Daughters. Oh, okay. Was there a Job's Daughters uh, at Tempe at the time, or was that... Was there a uh, oh, yeah. Tempe? Yeah. Both? Okay. So you came to work for George, and then what, did George end up retiring? Yeah. What, what and I took his job. What year did he retire? 2008. 2008, he retired, and you became Grand Secretary, mm -hmm. and you've been here since, mm -hmm. like, eight years. About. Yeah. About, okay. So eight years, that's a long time. And the Grand Secretary, I always, you know, we interviewed, uh, <clears throat> um, gosh, I forget what his name is now, our new secretary down at uh, Oriental Lodge. Um, he's new this year. Roy. Or not Roy, yeah. Frank. Frank. Yeah. Frank Moyer. Frank Moyer. Yeah, it's his first year. And uh, we were talking yesterday and saying, you know, the secretary's job is to kind of keep keep everything running, keep keep the machinery running, keep everything oiled, and they're kind of the background doing all the work. So I imagine that's what you do. Well, we've got a lot of records. We've got to keep up to date and everything. That's why we're here. A lot of record keeping. Yeah, that's why it's a big administrative job. Uh, you see yourself staying here uh, a long time? Another eight years, maybe? No, no. <laughs> I may go one more year. Maybe, maybe one more year. <laughs> so, what, what do you what do you like about Freemasonry? Why do you keep Why do you stay involved? Why do you keep coming? Why do you keep? Oh, doing I don't know. I've always, once I got into Masonry in Colorado Springs, I've enjoyed it. Although I remember that first meeting when I wasn't a member, that almost whoa scared the crap out of you. <laughs> yeah, it was because I was uh, working on getting a higher clearance to work at NORAD, mm -hmm. and I remember that day that uh, this car pulls up and three men in suits get out. Looked at the paper, looked at me. I was working in the yard doing yard work. Ties, jackets, you know, and talking amongst themselves. And I said, Whoa, this is government. I've had the course here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was, and it, uh, it seemed like it took them for eternity to finally walk up. And, Mr. Robertson? Yes, sir. Could we talk with you? Well, yeah. Do you mind if we go inside? Uh, well, I guess they'd rather shoot me in there than out here. <laughs> and they got in and says, I'm so-and-so, so-and-so, we're from El Paso Lodge 13. I'd like to talk to you about your 
Oh my gosh! You thought they were there to investigate your? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. That I was. They did have me worried. Oh wow, that's that's a great story. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, they investigate you. That can be a little intimidating. Yeah, uh, right. Well, they back. didn't really. But uh, yeah, it wasn't too long after that then. So tell me, tell me a little bit about Tempe Lodge because that lodge isn't around anymore. What did you guys do? Were there any? Were they known for any different kind of events or anything? Uh, you guys did that you were really fond of while you were there? No, I can't really think of anything. It was just what we did was for Tempe, 15, it seemed like. What, uh, the year you were master, did you guys do any big programs or picnics or anything like that? Or Yeah, I, I did. I had a kind of a spring picnic before it got too hot. And... Uh, uh, we did some activities with the Jovies and Rainbow. Now, did those chapters, what happened to those chapters when Tempe closed? Uh, Jovies, uh, I think both both of them went to Chandler. Chandler, okay. Yeah. And uh, do you, so you've been, in, you've been in Masonry, let's see, if your 50th year anniversary is in 2019, then... Uh, 47 years. Um, in that time, can you think of guys that, that you look up to that maybe made a big difference in your life or led the way for you or somebody who really uh, made a difference in your life? No, there's a lot of men that I really respect, but uh, to make a difference... Uh, well, tell me about some of the friends you made that you respect. I mean, what are, you know, have you made some some strong friendships since you've been in Masonry? Well, I don't know. They're just Masonic friendships, you know. They're not meet you at the bar every night and that that type of friendships. But uh, well, there's a lot of good men out there that I've met and I'm really honored to know. Like who? Oh, Name boy. drop for me. Bob Ann and then Tucson's for one. He's been. Uh, and uh, well, like Brown and May, they've been good, good friends. How long have you known uh, Jim Brown or Jim May? Well, I've known Jim May since the '80s because he was in Joe's Dollar at the same time I was. Oh, okay. And uh, I've just known Brown off and on, mostly since before he was. Uh, when he got in the line. Right, right. And what about uh, Bob Hannon? How do you know Bob? I've known him through Scottish Rite. Scottish Rite, okay. Yeah. So you're active in Scottish Rite? And then, yeah, I try to be. You go to the reunions? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Do you, uh, we can't talk too much about that, but you got do you play a part? And, uh, mm -hmm. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, spent some time in the 14th degree. <clears throat> I've played a lot of parts and a lot of degrees, but 14th is one that's stayed with me. That's neat. Um, you know, one of, one of the things uh, you, know, you mentioned before how you met a lot of good men uh, in masonry, and one of the things we talked about in masonry is saying we, we take good men and make them better, mm -hmm. right? Do you feel like masonry has made you a better man? Well, that's a rough question to answer because you don't really know. Whether it 
I can't do that because I'm a Mason. And I don't know if I've ever said that, but before you do something, it may, you know, you don't want to do that. Think twice? Yeah. And, uh, of course, uh, no, I just enjoy uh, what I do between Scottish Rite and Masonry. I'm in, uh, I'm with the Scottish Rite players. We do a couple of plays. What's your favorite? What's your favorite part, or one of your favorite memories of Scottish Rite? Favorite members? Memories. Oh, memories. You know any stories? Can you think of any funny <laughs> stories or favorite memories from the reunions or from you know? I know uh, every year there's the they just had the Robert Burns night. They have uh, ring you know they do the ringing of the bells at Christmas every year for Salvation Army. They do, you know, Scottish Rite does a lot of stuff. Uh, the care clinic. Oh, yeah, because see, I went in Scottish Rite in 81. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, 76, I'm on Thunderbird. Uh, took my degrees in the fall, and I went from there, upstairs to the sound booth. I worked that until the late 90s. And that was when the Scottish Rite was downtown? It was downtown, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The sound booth, the sound booth was on the second floor at that yeah. time. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, I got started as, oh, you know, we got to wire this stuff in. Okay, I'll take care of it. And then I worked the board too. Did you have a, is that, do you have a history in sound, or how did you end up doing the sound? Well, I tell you, I was an engineer with a phone company, so wiring was not exactly foreign to me. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. So it's just cables. <laughs> just cables. Just wire. One way or the other. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's not working. Something's wrong with the cable. Find find where it's not working. What did you like about uh, doing the sound? Did you like running the soundboard? Oh yeah, it was fun. I did a little bit of it myself back then. It, uh, it, it was a job you never knew what to expect. It's really live theater. Yeah. Sometimes you almost feel like rolling on the floor laughing, but... <laughs> listen to some of those guys. What would you say to, you know, people are playing this recording 50 years, 100 years from now. What would you say to people who, either young Masons or young men who might be interested in Masonry, what would you say to them? Well, I think when you belong to an organization, that has got to be a personal challenge or pleasure, whatever you want to call it, to the individual. Now, of course, when I went into it, okay, you've made it sound interesting, but I had no idea what to expect. And, uh, well, they did their degree to work a little different up there than what they do here. So I had a different impression as I went through. And uh, I was always greatly pleased by the end of the evening. And uh, surprised. And they did things different up there than what I've seen down here. And I don't know if that was a lodge or whether it was a all-over 
situation where they prepare the candidates. Right. And up there, you uh, met at the basement of the lodge with a coach, and you were expected to be there on certain nights. And we were there. They would not work with less than five people, so there were five of us that show up down there. And, uh, of course, a lot of it was work on the ritual, get taught something about masonry, and then just BS between the guys. So you get to know them better. Right, build that connection between mm -hmm. the brothers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it uh, worked real good, and we all, I thought, well, do it very well. Any, any uh, closing thoughts or anything else you'd want to say to people? No, I think it's a great organization, and uh, no, there are still other things, and having been through the, the youth groups or whatever, it's a shame we don't get more adults who want to do that, because I enjoyed my years with that, too, and I went through everything with them, and uh, my choice, people elected you. It didn't run, didn't put my name in, it was just... Okay, here's a... You got elected. Got elected. You get voluntold. Yeah. That's what we say. And, uh... But, uh, it's like we talk here. You get out of it what you put in it. You don't put anything in it, you don't get anything out of it. Right. <clears throat> All right, well, thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. I appreciate it.